up, guys, and welcome to Inside BKC, powered by Trendy Trippin'. This is your girl, Jams, of WJMS Radio. Happy to be with you guys this afternoon. I'm so, so excited to bring this gentleman to the show. This guy right here is the... Uh can I say H-N-I-C <laughs> on the recording? <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. But this is the guy in charge. I have Pete Pisano here. He is the founder of Brooklyn Commons. He's also the founder of Brooklyn Sound. He's got a whole lot of stuff going on. For those folks that don't know what Inside BKC is, this is our podcast to highlight the creatives that work in and around the Brooklyn Commons locations, both Flatbush and Bushwick. Very, very excited to bring Pete to the show because he's somebody who started this entire thing, and without his creativity and his ingenuity, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. So, Pete, first of all, thank you for all you're doing, and welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Of course, of course. So, I didn't really give the audience too much of a background on you, uh, but why don't you give everybody a little bit of a description of who you are and how you came to start this beautiful, beautiful, wonderful place. Um, so, I basically, I got plugged in. The team was pretty much established. Uh, the Flatbush location was built out, and then I came in towards the Towards the end of basically capacity here at Flatbush, we were going into the phases of launching Bushwick, and from that point on, I helped build out the Bushwick location. This idea, obviously, is a lot of people in-house <laughs> that are still here that put their fingerprints all over the building, but Bushwick was more so my baby, and in Bushwick, we established a Brooklyn Sound Recording Studio, which is my baby baby, <laughs> and that's uh, the location that I was at. Um, so we built that out, and now I'm transitioning into marketing and talent management while still kind of keeping my fingers a little bit in everything. Awesome, awesome. So for those folks that don't know, the uh, I believe Brooklyn Sound is where we've been recording a lot of these episodes because the acoustics are awesome, the aesthetics of it are awesome, and you're going to see some of that in our recordings. But yeah, let's talk about some of these other things you're doing. So course we have these beautiful things for those folks who are listening and can't see the video we have some wonderful products displayed in the front here so why don't you talk a little bit about the stuff that you are marketing for these folks and what it actually is yeah so ideally we started in january marketing the brand so monet is a wallet grip stand and adhesive phone case as well so basically monet basically functions as an accessory to your phone it's pretty much a non-discriminatory product because everyone can use it, and it's actually really essential. So from the girls that like going out at night that don't want to carry a purse or a clutch and have to fiddle, you just stick your ID, your credit card in there, your driver's license, and you're good to go. And even, you know, down to older businessmen, if they have key cards, whatever the case may be, it's just something everyone can use. And so Monet's been doing great. We're, all, we're pretty much every major national retailer. Great. And now, same thing goes for iJoy. iJoy is the electronic line, so that's speakers, headphones, cables, charging pads, anything you can think of. Nice. We're there as well. And then there is the Spin Pop line, which is the baby that launched all of this. Um, Spin Pop went to market, it did amazing in market, and it created kind of an avenue that we can now push all of these new products down. And finally, the newest birth is Monet Management which is a talent management company for influencers, athletes, and artists. And so there we have four in-house talents right now that we're developing. We have at Selfie Kid, which is Ryan McKenna. He became insta-famous for taking a selfie with Justin Timberlake at the Super Bowl. He's currently at 290,000 followers on Instagram. He's verified. He's been on the Ellen Show. We have Kevin Kusinka. His handle is at Kevin Kusinka TV. He's an Emmy Award winning Fox Sports analyst in Los Angeles, but he's going viral right now because he's doing a lot of funny videos, reenacting songs, some of your favorite songs, 
past and present. We have DJ Head, number one DJ in LA, 92.3 LA. And we also have Dabs, which is DBZ Dutch on Instagram. And she's a model. Um, and so we just did a great deal with Fashion Over for her. But just building out these talents and um, working on venturing more down into that avenue to try to see what we can bring back to Brooklyn. Gotcha. So let's venture a little bit into the Brooklyn Sound because that's the recording studio here in Brooklyn Commons, which is absolutely wonderful if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out. I think there's pictures and stuff on the website of it, so make sure you check out uh, the Brooklyn Commons website. But talk a little bit about where the idea for the recording studio came from and some of the things that you've actually done and accomplished with it. So ideally, we were building a space out. Obviously, as Bushwick, Flatbush was looked at, it was just an office space. But being that we were in Bushwick, I just knew that area is just crawling with talent. Um, there's artists from all walks of life. And being that we had so much real estate, I just thought it would make the most sense to give some of that real estate to a recording studio. We had, at the time, the first tenants, the very first tenants, were No Fun Productions. And they were a film company. There were some young guys, and they were awesome. And, you know, they kind of helped push that idea along because... It made sense having a recording facility yeah. right next to an office that does videography. Yeah. And so we took a leap with it. It was really a leap of faith, and we built it out. Um, it took some time, but once it was done, you know, we were able to bring people in that actually appreciated the building. So for instance, on the third floor in Bushwick, there's a mural of Biggie on the wall. And so once the studio was finished, we reached out to CJ, who was Biggie's son, mm -hmm. and he came to the building to see obviously the mural, but also to use the recording studio. And so from that from that day, uh, it kind of set a precedence to where we have a collection of talent that uses the facility, but it's definitely a tier that's a little more, you know, some of the kids that are offsprings of Biggie and Diddy, and yeah. their sons and like nephews. But now we're opening it up more to the community. So uh, we've had record labels book it out for months at a time, and now we're looking to kind of increase that and ramp it up and make it more known to, you know, the entire neighborhood. Awesome, awesome. So I got to ask, because, you know, you mentioned the mural of, uh, of Biggie on the third floor. The, there's artwork all inside the, uh, the Brooklyn Sound recording studio. Who was the designer for the, the art in this space? Because that's one of the things that I think draws a lot of people to the Brooklyn Commons is just when you walk in the door, you immediately are hit by so much creativity and so much inspiration to do creative content and creative thinking that it's just, it's wonderful. So, you know, folks are going to want to know who was the designer or who has designed all of the work that's in here. So the designer for both spaces uh, was Katie. So Katie's amazing. I wish I knew Katie's last name right now to tell you, but um, <laughs> Katie is the best. And I think with as much credit as I give to Katie for being artistic, I give the same amount of credit to Jack who founded the, um, the business because he obviously has to give her the permission to be as free as she wants to be. Yeah. Um, and I think he has the foresight to understand, you know, what is a reflection of the community. He could have just did everything super manicured and made it look like any other co-working space, but instead he embraced the community. So it's not ideal for someone that's doing venture capital loans to walk out of their office and see a mural of Biggie staring at them in the face. <laughs> but because he understands that's the environment that we're in and we want to show that we appreciate Brooklyn for Brooklyn, you know, we pretty much were given a green light for all creativity. So that's how the buildings were. And then in terms of Brooklyn Sound, Daniel, who was one of the architects that kind of designed Brooklyn Sound from 
design standpoint, he also came up with the concepts. Like, me and him sat, and I was like, you know, we should just put all Brooklyn artists. And so then he went and got the murals and just hand-drew everything. So everything in the studio is pretty much made from scratch from our ideas. That's really awesome. So you hit on a good point there that I want to expound on a little bit, and that was the idea that this could have been like any other co-working space, but it's not for several different reasons. So can you talk about some of the things aside from the art that makes the Brooklyn Commons different from, say, like a WeWork space or you know any of these other collaborative working spaces that have started to pop up throughout New York City? It's family. Honestly, that's really what it is. It's business, but it's family that's at the forefront of all of it. Uh, it's a family-owned business. It's a family environment. Everyone works here, and I think because that example is set from day one, everyone from staff all the way down to the community eventually embraces it because you're accustomed to going somewhere, especially when you're paying for a service, to where you pay for your service, and obviously if you're happy, you're happy. If you don't, if you're not happy, you complain about it, and you move on. And instead, when you come here, it's more so, oh, what's up? Yeah. How was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and there's a genuine care for what's going on. People bring their babies here. Like, there's nothing that's shunned upon, and obviously, because it's a family environment, the members are able to communicate more freely, it's not look as nagging. We take everything into consideration when we make adjustments as we move along. But just overall, I think just that respect of treat these people like they're a part of your family is what kind of separates us from everyone else. Awesome. All right. So in terms of the things that you're doing, I know there's a lot more stuff that you have going on. So what are some of the other projects that you're involved in? So right now, um, we are... <laughs> <laughs> We're working on creating a new audio line, so that's going to be the thing for the next few months, is to launch the new audio line and then also create a larger digital footprint for all of the brands. Mm -hmm. So that's really our priority, honestly. We've seen the Monet Instagram page from January to now organically gain 10,000 followers. Wow. And branding was never something we've done for, our, for the products before. Uh, they just worked. They worked in retail, and that was it. But now that we're actually doing social media behind it, we're seeing real engagement. And our reach has increased to where things that we would have paid for previously, we're now able to get for organic relationships. Before, a lot of people, because they knew they had the influence, they wanted us to pay them. And now it's more so, no, I got you. This is yeah. a favor because, you know, we know you're good people. And that goes like, you know, even when we're in L.A., anywhere we go in L.A., people kind of recognize us now just for being the faces of the brand and building it out, and they're open to collaborating with us, just on the genuine level. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) There's all all kinds of stuff happening around us, of course. Um, So in terms of branding and things like that, I mean, I know you're, you're doing the marketing for this company and everything else. What other kinds of things do you do to boost up this brand? You know, aside from, I mean, it's here, it's posted here, but what other kinds of things are you doing to increase awareness? Oh, no, we've done everything else. So this summer has been incredible. So we started July 4th. We did the, the wrap of the game. Yeah. Uh, he had a pool party. <laughs> so <laughs> it sounded like a party, but we ended up working it. Uh, so we did his pool party, gave away a bunch of free product. Uh, we were in Anaheim. We did VidCon um, after party. And then we also went out to Palm Springs and ClamorCon. Mm-hmm. So ClamorCon is another social media 
based event around influencers. It's a complete retreat in Palm Springs where it's resorts, all the influencers come out. And so we spent a week out in Palm Springs mm -hmm. like doing that, gifting. We partnered with Rock Nation to do the Freeway album release party. We did Dribble Against Cancer, which was more of a charity initiative for Rock Nation. And so we did that, and then we partnered with Ron Artest and his foundation, because he had a celebrity basketball game in LA as well, mm -hmm. um, and gave away product there as well. So pretty much anything we can get our hands on, to be honest with you. If it makes sense and it's good and it, we can help people from it, we're definitely going to do it. In terms of press, we've had over a thousand articles written about Monet thus far, from June to now. Um, and so, you know, we've been on television, we had different TV news stations cover us. So it's just continuing to build it out, and we're actually seeing, like, the strength of the brand growing overall. And these are things we couldn't imagine in January. So just in a short period of time, we're actually accomplishing a lot of things. And we just actually officially announced our partnership with Rashad Belhasa, who's in Dubai. And uh, he's basically considered the richest kid in Dubai. <laughs> but, yeah, he just announced his partnership with us. And so now he will be distributing Monet in the UAE. So that's wow. great. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might need you for WJMS. Like, sheesh. You know, right. but um, so that's awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about the people in the space because some, I mean, besides the fact that Brooklyn Commons is wonderful, a lot of the people that are within the Brooklyn Commons make the space as well. So can you talk about some of the different types of creatives that work well in the space and, you know, just who is sort of like your ideal tenant, if you will? The ideal tenant is someone who's open-minded, mm -hmm. who's accepting and respectful of others. That is the ideal tenant. Once those three things are checked off, your skill sets are just going to flourish here. Your business is going to flourish because there are going to be people that need your business within here. So if you're a graphic designer, this is your hub. Like You're going to literally have business 24-7 because everyone in here needs a graphic designer. You know, we have everything in here from real estate to venture capitalism, uh, quick cash lending. Uh, I can't even put a finger on everything. You know, marketing. I've literally seen, there was a dentist here at one point. <laughs> We've had every single type of customer uh, within Brooklyn Commons. Nonprofits, there's a ton of nonprofits. Architecture, uh, there, there's so many people. There's really nothing that's kind of out of the norm. I, I think it's just more so quality of people. And we mm -hmm. kind of gauged that when, like when I was a part of the tours and I did those things with building out the spaces, you can kind of tell immediately who's meant to be in here yeah. who isn't and you know it's more so people that are accepting of others because you're going to see people from all different walks of life people with different beliefs but never in the history of us being here even when having politicians come and run and hold their conferences have we ever had any issues with any members having a disagreement with each other and that's for as long as the business has been in existence we don't even have one negative google <laughs> and that's something to take pride in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you should take pride in that. That's um, absolutely amazing, especially in this day and age where one Yelp review can make or break your business. Being able to say that you have 100% positive you know, Google feedback and feedback online is, is absolutely wonderful. So before we end here, is there anything else that you want to talk about that you are involved in in terms of endeavors and stuff like that? September 29th, we'll be doing our first brunch here at the 495 location. Myself and Trendy Tripping will be partnering on that. So we're looking to, the inspiration came from Rock Nation. So there was these Rock Nation brunches that I was noticing. And while I was in LA, I attended the Say brunch. And I just found it really inspiring that all of these, you know, young and older business people, especially from the urban demographic, were able to, you know, get together 
and just celebrate life and celebrate their work and network and just build and there was no real you know end goal behind it outside of just having a good time and just really showing appreciation for everyone's work and so going forward we're looking to do that on a monthly basis uh, where September 29th will be the kickoff October we will be looking to reposition the brunch to be the after party for Soul Exchange which will be in Brooklyn and hopefully we can get some of the celebrities that attend Soul Exchange over to the Flatbush location and then the end goal by the end of the year is to launch a promotional company for a more textured club experience. And so that's the goals right now. It's just, you know, kind of build out this whole networking thing to build everyone. Yeah, we want to build a community where everyone is kind of earning and building and, you know, gaining traction in whatever they're doing. And it's beneficial. So like yesterday we had Fatboy, SSE's manager here. We literally introduced him to every member that was in the hallway, <laughs> knocked on office doors. Nice. That way... They know, like, hey, if your business needs advertising, here's a social media influencer. It's one of the biggest ones. Here's his manager. Reach out to him. Get his info, whatever you need. And we just want to be able to open up our network to all the other businesses. Okay. So where can folks get in touch with you and, you know, get in touch with the Brooklyn Commons if anybody's interested in renting space here or, you know, just otherwise maybe having an event or, or being a part of this community? Uh, so brooklyncommons.com, B-K-L-Y-N, commons.com, Brooklyn Sound. Dot NYC for the recording studio and at Monet underscore brand for Monet brand and I control that account so I receive all <laughs> messages DMs comments and so yeah uh, I'm totally here and obviously I'm always in the building alright excellent well thank you so much Pete for being with me this afternoon I appreciate it you're doing some really awesome things here in the building and I'm sure Brooklyn thanks you for all the stuff that you do and bringing this community together and, and giving the creatives a place to really work together and have a space to do what they need to do without feeling judgment or without feeling like anybody is looking down on them. Absolutely. Thank you. No problem. So folks, we'll be back again with a brand new episode of Inside BKC powered by Trendy Trippin'. Make sure you check it out. This is your girl Jams from WJMS Radio. You can check out my social media at WJMS Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. And we'll catch you guys next time right here in Brooklyn.